Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of Wonder Woman, the podcast where you get to experience some of the world's coolest places right from your headphones. My name is Aisha Khan, I'm your host, and I'll spend each episode uncovering new places and convincing you why you should never stay home. Today's destination is definitely a soft spot for me. From Guinness to leprechauns to Oscar Wilde, Ireland, or as it's properly pronounced in Gaelic, Ira, has many iconic hallmarks to offer any tourist. But beyond these classics, it's also an island rich with history dating back many centuries. It's also a place I spent last summer falling in love with. My goal today is to give you an overview of how this country came to be. Then I'll dive into different recommendations about where to dine, shop, and perhaps most importantly, pub hop, to get the most out of your trip to Ireland. Honestly, before moving to Dublin, I didn't know much about Ireland in general. And it really is a shame that I didn't, because this country has such a beautiful and complex history that dates back even as far back as the BC times. To some degree, Ireland has always been disconnected from other parts of Europe. Still, as villages became established over hundreds of years, monasteries followed, and Irish monks traveled far and wide, spreading Christianity and knowledge throughout the continent. In fact, the Irish were known as some of the most intelligent people of the time, and many important works of literature, history, and theology were written by Irish monks. One of the most famous figures from Ireland's early history is St. Patrick, who is credited with bringing Christianity to Ireland, Although much of his life is shrouded in a legend, St. Patrick is believed to have been born in Britain in the 4th century and brought to Ireland as a slave. After escaping, he had a vision in which he was called back to Ireland to spread the Christian faith. He would then spend the rest of his life traveling throughout the country, converting the pagan Irish to Christianity. In the centuries that followed, Ireland was invaded by a number of different groups, including the Vikings, who established settlements throughout the country in the 8th and 9th centuries. The Vikings had a significant impact on Irish culture, and many place names in Ireland today have their roots in Old Norse. In the late 12th century, the Normans also invaded Ireland, and for the next several centuries, there was a violent conflict between the English and the Irish over control of the country. This tension would unfortunately follow to the present day. The English eventually did gain control over most of Ireland, and for centuries, Ireland was ruled by English monarchs from afar. During this time, Ireland suffered through a number of devastating famines and uprisings, including the Great Famine of the 1840s, which led to the deaths of over a million people. In the early 20th century, the Irish nationalist movement gained momentum, and after a long and sometimes violent struggle, Ireland gained independence from the UK in 1922. Since then, Ireland has experienced significant social and economic changes, and today, it's a modern and thriving country with a rich cultural heritage. Now that we have some color, I'm going to transition into talking about a few things you absolutely have to do in Ireland. First and foremost, you have to visit Dublin. As the capital city, Dublin is a hub of activity, with plenty of cultural attractions, historic landmarks, and great food and drink. One of the most popular attractions in Dublin is the Guinness Storehouse, where you can learn about the history of Ireland's most famous export and even learn how to pour the perfect pint. It's admittedly a bit of a tourist trap, 
but the rooftop is absolutely stunning. It features the round bar and views of all of Ireland, including the Wicklow Mountains. I also recommend spending one day hopping around the Temple Bar neighborhood. There are virtually pubs on every corner. However, my favorite pub was definitely the historical Stag's Head. They have this little parlor lounge discreetly situated behind the main bar, and the whole place genuinely feels like the perfect setting for cigars. If you're a history buff like me, the Rock of Cashel in County Tipperary will be a great time. This medieval fortress used to be the seat of the Kings of Munster, and it's home to several historic buildings, including a 12th century round tower and a 13th century Gothic cathedral. If you're really into castles, Kilkenny and Galway are also great spots to check out. If you're more the outdoorsy type, Dublin is conveniently located near some great weekend getaway spots like Hoth and Greystone, both little fishing towns off the coast with beautiful hiking trails. Greystones also has a fantastic weekly farmer's market with amazing food and beautiful art. Make sure to try the chocolate-filled churros while you're there. For more hiking and natural wonders, Killarney National Park features the highest mountain range in Ireland. But if you're looking to stay in Dublin like I was, St. Stephen's Green is a convenient must-visit. It's a small park in the city with a majestic pond, willow trees, and white swans. And I saw it as the perfect spot for a picnic or even a nap on the grass after a long day of work. For more of Ireland's hidden gems, the Aran Islands off the west coast are three islands that offer a glimpse into traditional Irish life with small traditional homes, ancient ruins, and stunning natural scenery. But the most interesting aspect of the islands, at least to me, was the traditional Irish music sung in Gaelic. Visitors can listen to live music in the local pubs or attend one of the many musical festivals that take place on the islands throughout the year. For literature lovers, make sure to visit Sligo, the birthplace of poet W.B. Yeats. The town has several Yeats-related attractions, including the Yeats Society and the Yeats Memorial Building. And no trip to Ireland would be complete without driving the Ring of Kerry. This scenic route takes you through some of the most beautiful landscapes in the country, passing quaint towns and villages, rugged coastlines, and breathtaking mountain views. As you can see, Ireland has something for everyone, whether you're into history, culture, nature, or just having a good time. So why not book your trip today and discover the magic of the Emerald Isle for yourself? Before signing off, I want to touch on some logistical things. First, make sure you never pay for an Uber. This is such a rookie mistake. Dublin has a great transportation system across buses, a tram, and trains under the DART system. You can get a travel card at a local convenience store and recharge it at various stops. Also, make sure you're using Google Maps and not Apple Maps. Honestly, I found Google Maps to be way more reliable. Next, if you're a female traveler, Ireland is extremely safe and I've never really felt intimidated by anyone or anything. But just keep the typical common sense things in mind and try to walk in groups at night. Use the buddy system if you're planning on pub hopping and bring a charged phone everywhere. Next, be very sensitive about bringing up topics like the Troubles, which refers to the time from the late 1960s to 1998 with an ethno-nationalist conflict and a lot of deaths. Most younger people are removed from these tragedies, but some older people do find it offensive to use terms like the Irish car bomb, which, if you didn't know, is a cocktail made by dropping a bomb shot of Irish cream and Irish whiskey into a glass of Irish stout. If this is your drink of choice, 
Maybe you refer to it as the Irish Slammer. And speaking of drinking, please don't get obnoxiously hammered at pubs. No one wants to deal with drunk tourists. So keep these things in mind. Anyways, I'm signing off. Thank you guys for listening, and next week we'll be traveling to Lisbon, so make sure to stay tuned.